Welcome to the Global Spin Podcast with me, Ryan Kramer, where we take a deep dive into the world of global selling and share the secrets to growing your brand in new markets. Whether you're looking to expand your brand, enter new markets, or boost your sales, we've got you covered. Tune in for unscripted, engaging episodes that will take you on a journey of discovery and success. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Global Spin Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon e-commerce and logistics space. What does that mean? Well, this podcast is built around having unscripted conversations with people who are successful in the Amazon e-commerce and logistics space, uh, kind of how that introduction uh, meant. We don't have any preset notions. We have a general title, and then we kind of dig in and we get those golden nuggets for you who are spending time with us. So thanks for all of you who are listening on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And also if you're listening to this on your audio version of your uh, platform of choice, whether it be Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you might be listening to us, uh, we appreciate you and thank you for following and subscribing to our amazing podcast. This is episode eight and we've titled it Selling on Amazon Tips, Tricks, and Running a Real Business. And I have a really awesome and special guest today. Uh, podcast wouldn't be the same if it was just one person talking. It would just be a, a monologue that's an hour long and no one wants to hear me speak for that long. So I always bring on people who I call friends of the show um, after they make it through an hour with me. But uh, people who are special in the space, I like to talk with and, and kind of pick their brain and see what the business world is like for them whether we experienced or they're talking about a specific topic. Um, but falling under this guys, I wanted to bring on co-founder of AMZ Innovate, Brandon Furman. Uh, he's an Amazon seller. We were we were jokingly talking about how long he's been selling. He, he used to say couple, a couple of years, but now it's been roughly 10 years or so. And jokingly, it feels like we're all uh, aging in dog years. So welcome to the Global Spin Podcast, Brandon Furman, uh, uh, co-founder of AMZ Innovate. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, uh, it was a joke too, by the way. We were, were both just laughing we're like, oh my gosh, it just feels like We've been in the space not very long, but time time yeah. catches up. It doesn't lie. Yeah, basically a decade. Yeah, I, I, first time <laughs> I've ever said it. Yeah, <laughs> I know out loud. It, it's not true unless you say it out loud. So I'm I'm glad we got it out there into the internet. So hey, thanks for joining uh, me in my corner of the internet today. I know you're a busy guy. Um, for people who you're kind of like a behind the scenes guy, I would say uh, you seem like a very methodical behind the scenes, make sure that things are running smoothly per person instead of on YouTube or yelling out loud uh, to, to the ether of the internet um, kind of person. Uh, would you classify yourself as that or do I have you wrong? Yeah, no, I mean, like I primarily am just heads down in my own business, like uh, working on my uh, e-commerce business. That, that's what I do. So, uh, you know, I know YouTube channel, no crazy Twitter feed, uh, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, something that sparks an emotion and want to argue with somebody who is behind another screen. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I, I I realized early on, I think uh, several years ago, that arguing with people on the internet is not a good idea. I've never come away been like that was a good use of my time. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, before we get. I mean, I would love to again get your pick your brain a little bit because you are running an event with uh, other people in the space, and and that's uh and something I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But about your journey, we we jokingly said like, hey, we've been doing this for so long. You, between myself, I've been e-commerce around seven eight years and uh different facets in the space and you've been uh selling uh in e-commerce for 10 years what kind of before then what would what, what did you do before e-commerce was that was it always some sort of entrepreneurial 
experience or that you had or this kind of opportunity yeah. provoked itself? It's actually a weird story. Uh, so I've been on the internet since like a long, like forever, basically. Like I was like NCSA Mosaic cool site of the day with a friend of mine in high school before there even like was an Amazon. Um, <laughs> they had a blue logo when they first launched. Like I saw it, like I was there. Um, so I've always been in the, in the internet space in some capacity. Uh, after college, I tried to basically create like a Grubhub uh, Uber Eats kind of thing, but that was before there were phones. Uh, <laughs> not their phones, but there weren't like smartphones before that. Right. So it was like way too early on that. And um, I sold oil paintings online for a while, uh, did some SEO consulting, and then um, the algorithm changed on Google and I kind of lost my whole business. Went to law school. Um, and yeah, uh, I was like, I guess this is over. I, I don't know what to do now. I can't, you know, my, my site doesn't work anymore. Um, and uh, went to law school. And then um, sold my books on Amazon after those semesters, and I saw the power of it. And then um, when ASM came out, I like recognized immediately because I just saw the model of the book selling. I already had e-commerce experience. I was already sourcing things from China um, before, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is much easier. Yeah, I should just do this." So I just jumped in. I graduated law school, passed the bar in New York and New Jersey, and then started selling uh, e-commerce. Yeah. So you can literally, uh, so you can defend yourself. Are you still a practice? Do you still have your license or? I, I'm retired, which is just like my, my license isn't active, but if I wanted to, I could act, absolutely activate it and, and get rolling, running with that again. So that's amazing. Oh, that's an accomplishment in itself. And that's really cool. Um, that you can do something like that, but have it as a quote, everyone has a backup plan, right? If things go awry in the e-commerce space, but that's amazing. What a cool story. Uh, it's such a unique thing. And in ASM, you meant Amazing Selling Machine, correct? The, yes. The, the first, if you will. Uh, the first the course, course, yeah. Yeah, I was on some of the like SEO like email lists. So some people were like promoting the course. And then I just kind of saw the model. And I just was like recognized immediately that like this is something that would absolutely work. I, I, I've, I've talked to you hundreds of people on podcasts before. It seems like I would say um, a good chunk. I won't say over half, but I would say maybe 40% of people who start selling on Amazon is because of the amazing selling machine. Is that, is that surprise you? Or is that more of a, you, if you're around long enough, like that was the only way that you knew. Yeah. I um, think, you know, they had just had a really popular course um, that frankly gave very good affiliate commissions <laughs> to the people who promoted go. it. Right. So if you were on any kind of list looking to start an online business, you know, uh, eight, 10 years ago, you were going to hear about, hear about it. So, you know, if you were ready to roll, when it came out and like the back then things were a lot easier then it was easier a lot easier to gain like some traction at that time you know now yeah. things are different things are a lot more complicated i don't know if that was like the, that would be the first place i would go um but you know at that time yeah it was like the golden years of that kind of thing and they you know they got the word out for sure and this was 20 we said 10 years 2013 2014 yeah yeah right around, right around there yeah Okay. So we're talking, you know, I would say like the, the Wild West days or, you know, the yeah. earlier days of Amazon doesn't feel like a long time ago, but, um, you know, for, for uh, in e-commerce years, that, that does seem like a long time ago. You started your business. Is this something that you're still running the same yes, business the today? Same business, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So what was the, so what was it like you, you went to your, you, you know, your, your family or you yourself are starting this and this is something that you've done. Do you, has it, has your, has your goal from day one, changed over time or is it you've been running the same business for 10 years is there like an ultimate plan or is it kind of just evolved over time 
Yeah, a lot of it has just evolved over time. You know, when I was first started, a lot of it was just like testing the model, not, you know, putting too much money into something that might fail. So, you know, I got sure. like a very cheap kitchen product and like got like a couple hundred of them and put them online and then they sold and it like that was amazing. Um, and, you know, I had been back and forth with suppliers from China on different other projects and different things. And, um, you know, around 20, I don't know, right after my, uh, my, wedding we went on a, a honeymoon to asia using all these brand new credit card points i suddenly started getting <laughs> um and uh i convinced my wife to do like a six-week trip around asia but we would also stop in like shenzhen and and uh Dongguan. just, pop in. just yeah, a quick exactly. pop in yeah in hong kong and my wife was like really and i'm like no no it'll be like for four days out of the six weeks it's going to be great like we'll stay at the nicest hotel in shenzhen which we did and and uh, it was actually ended up being like her favorite part of the trip because like the factory uh, agents I've been in touch with and have become friends with took us around and did all this stuff. Uh, but in that process, I got, you know, a couple products that are still some of my best sellers today just from that trip uh, in the early time period. So that's incredible. Uh, yeah. I love so that. it was cool because I got the samples and then, you know, we ordered the product and then we went on our trip and I was communicating with the suppliers. And went, right when I came back, like the products were there, were ready to go and ready to start promoting. So it was like good timing. So is that is that something that you you you've almost like accidentally stumbled into the model, right? Of like, hey, we might as well be there. We want to engage in person. Has, has that model like been consistent for you or has it had to evolve over time with like differences and, you know, obviously with, with COVID, but you also yeah. have, do you, do you do like in-person trips? Yeah, I still, I still absolutely prefer to go in person, go to the Canton Fair, show my face at suppliers. Um, to me, I think that's always, you know, the way to go if you can. Um, I think you, you know, it really just, really putting like a putting yourself there to the supplier just gives you just such a better advantage over people who are not just like you get better terms and better rates and they're showing you new products right then and there um and I, so i think that's really you know really great with covid obviously things had to change um and i haven't been back to china since covid so it's been like three years now um so i'm really like itching to go um but but yeah it's been it's been uh, really great for sure that's amazing. So what what about so you you kind of teased a little bit you you found a kitchen product is that the arena that we're working in still Yeah yeah I saw I saw kitchenware yeah yeah and then okay. yeah and that's was you know a lot of it was my wife's doing too she's better at finding the products than me so like uh, <laughs> I have a daughter who was now almost 7 uh, but before but she before covid she was like 3 and had already been to China twice cuz we just went wow. as a family on that trip and just made it a family trip yeah I love that and and that that's something that yeah travel is, is important I found this too very important to uh and funny that a lot of people in e-commerce whether they're being their own entrepreneur they love traveling like mm -hmm. almost i would say 90% of e-commerce sellers or amazon sellers love traveling they just love like heads down work or like on their laptop and and they're often they're in a random part of the world it's always like when you look up on social media or as one does on linkedin or uh you know instagram you're they're always in uh, a random part of the world and it's hard to keep up but it's also like you said you had a 3 year old at the time even now a 7 um i have an 8 year old myself is that is that fun to do and get them involved in uh, yeah. bringing it as a family event or uh, is that stressful or with like school or anything like that? What what's the yeah no it's it's, it's it's great um, yeah it, it's been it's been really great yeah I, I like to get them involved as much as possible in my business. Uh, one of my friends famously like uh, there was a product we had that failed and uh, he was like oh what's this and my like daughter was like four at the time and she's like no one likes this product except for me and daddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, th thanks a lot thanks for yeah, the which is true which is true because i think she, at one point she was like i like this and i'm like no one's buying it 
um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good. I like to get them involved as much as possible to see what it takes to run a business, to see, you know, you know what I go through and you know what I work on and things like that for sure. That's amazing. Um, as much as I can, yeah. I love that. I love being a family affair and uh, family business, if you will, and kind of teaching them the ropes and entrepreneurial uh, endeavors, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said your wife kind of finds the products. That, that's a very popular category. Uh, you got in early, it sounded like, and uh, the home category is number two, according to Amazon's you know small business yep. report. Uh, Competition-wise, uh, I, I know that's super um, tough, but as you were growing your brand and building a real business, is that something that scares you to have all this competition around? And what I, I guess like my question would be building a real business. You have to you fight off other people who might have look like products or products that are similar or undercut you on cost, or there's all these different iterations that people have to worry about now and not just, uh, you know, yeah. re- outlisting you or, or outranking you. What, what's kind of the things that you would give to sellers who are kind of just starting or growing their brands and tips to give them? Yeah, I think if there's anything that you can do to like have it be your own design um, to get that patented, um, you know, I think that's the way to go more than anything, right? That gives you a little bit of a moat because even if, you know, competitors come in to your category or, or try to knock you off, they still can't really get all the way there um, if you get a project or product. Um, so, you know, a design patent, I think you have to declare it within a year of selling in the United States. So. Um, you know, you can at least test it to see if it's going to work first before you start applying for that. Um, but if you, it is, then that's something I would absolutely, you know, try to, try to go for, um, because there are a lot of com- competitors, you know, I can point to markets where, you know, I've literally, you know, my early days before I, um, you know, there were certain products that weren't necessarily patentable either, but before I started doing that, that, you know, I can point and be like, I define this market. I can, I can show you where my influence is on Amazon because there's like 40 people selling the same thing. And I was the first one. Right. right. Uh, and some of those products still sell pretty well because there's a little bit of a review mode, but like there's a, there's a ton of competition in there for sure. Does that feel, does that feel fair to you? Like if you're first to market that those are the people who are going to reap the benefits or is it even more tough? Like if for yourself, would you try to go into a with competitive market, like a home category if you had to start today instead of 10 years ago? Well, what's kind of the, your thought process around for, yeah. versus, versus the only way you can probably be successful in this? So I, I understand where they're coming from. And like, I don't really, you know, I don't necessarily mind it that much. I don't like when they like copy my pictures and my copy and my exact no, no, product. No. Right. But like to be like, Hey, this is selling well, I should sell it too. Like I get it. Like, I understand that that's what you would do. Um, it's not necessarily something that I'm looking to do. I always want to try to have something unique or different sure. or some kind of edge. Um, so I do a lot of work with like looking at reviews of existing products or looking at existing products that are maybe selling okay, but not great, but maybe they have, you know, just okay pictures um, and try to work those angles. So if I was to copy a product, maybe I would copy a product that, you know, they're not doing something right on their listing. And I think I can come in there and offer something that they're not. Right. And I think, I think a lot of it is like when you're looking to innovate or create like a product or, or add something or start something that like the innovation doesn't come just from the product itself, but it could also come from the listing. Right. Do you think about the consumer the most uh, during that process too? Because as a global yeah. company, we're always trying to talk about, Hey, how does my product not just become a, a U.S. based product? It's more of a global product or I want to become a global brand. What is it? What does it say to you from a from an entrepreneurial standpoint of my product needs to surpass just one segment of the world? It needs to be universal, or it needs to be you know speaking to men or all women or yeah. whatever it means to yeah, you. Generally speaking, on a global perspective, I kind of like 
you know, have like, I guess I would call it like the New York, New York, like perspective, like if it can make it here, it can make it anywhere about like the US, like uh, more or less, like obviously I'll check the keyword rankings and stuff before I launch a product. Um, for example, like, you know, we wanted to do some, you know, taco related products at one point and, you know, you can't sell those in Europe because there's just not the market for tacos in the UK, for example, that there is here. Just, it's just the population is different, right? And there's certain things like that where that's just not necessarily possible. Um, but generally speaking, you know, most kitchen products are relatively universal. So, um, you know, I'll see if there's some kind, if there's some kind of angle here, I'll kind of give it a cursory look in another market. And then like, you know, I'll probably just, you know, sell in the U S and if it sells there, I'll bring it over. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, I just came back from Italy and it was kind of a funny happenstance of looking at like the localization of everything. My favorite thing was going around and, um, understanding just people and kind of what, what people were doing on a day to day basis. And I started to come to the understanding that, this lifestyle, it's not built around, you would think it'd be more health conscious, like, you know, people are out and going, but like everyone's vaping, everyone's smoking, maybe like something that's health focused or uh, forward facing, uh, like to help, you know, with uh, nutrition or anything like that may not resonate with people who are, you know, constantly, that's part of their DNA is, that's the thing that's cool. They may not think of it as much as someone here in the United States or in Europe or mm -hmm. something of that sort uh, in other places in Europe. So um, kind of like boots on the ground to understand like who you're talking to is, is also important as well. Um, but with, with, with your kind of products, it, it's, it's a universal, right? You're talking about yep. the, the kitchen, right? Where a lot of people are spending their time, uh, you know, everyone's eating, uh, not one person doesn't eat, I should say, hopefully. And, uh, if they are, uh, if they're not, then, uh, you know, there's obviously other, other things. They're not your customer, uh, but what's kind of the the thing that drives you the most in here? Like, is there is there something that Amazon has flashed to you that says, "Hey, this is my goal as a as a kitchen or home based, if you want to call yourself a home based brand, just on Amazon?" Or does it open up other doors that you didn't expect to come your way? For example, like uh, Omnichannel or just more than just an Amazon brand, I should say. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of doors that have for sure opened. You know, it's definitely. Um, hard to go from, let's say, Amazon to retail or retail to Amazon, right? And it's kind of like, you know, they're two different worlds or even, you know, Shopify to Amazon, right? Everything is like very siloed. So it's been difficult. But yeah, there's definitely been advantages. You know, we're in some retail stores, some, you know, one or two big box stores right now. Um, so there's definitely a lot of, you know, advantages to, you know, having that. And at least Amazon gives you an easy way to start because it's not easy to just get into some of these stores if you're like just, you know, trying to get in them without having the sales velocity or showing what Amazon's doing. Does that, does that, does that, is that something that you, it motivates you to, to be in all these other places or is it, is it more of a hindrance of saying, this seems like a lot of work to, to understand it yeah. in like all the places at once. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Yeah. That's you, you, you know, like, like I think there's something to be said for being concentrated and focused on the marketplaces that are doing the best versus trying to be everywhere. Um, so you know, and that's something that I've, I've kind of tried to be everywhere and there's some benefits there. And in some ways it's been good. And in some ways it's hasn't been um, focus wise. Um, but yeah, I would say a lot of it is um, not necessarily worth it. <laughs> we're one <laughs> of those ways. things where they uh, were, what's a market, for example, like if you had to say they, it was surprising to you that you thought you would do a lot better in, but you kind of just had to pull back whether it be on Amazon or uh, a different like a Walmart yeah, yeah, or... yeah pr probably probably I mean Walmart or, Sh or Shopify have been both really tough Walmart was really pretty good in the beginning but it seems like 
you know, lately it's just been a lot more work than it probably is worth. What um, do you mean by that? Just like the sales uh, aren't there? Yeah, versus... the sales aren't necessarily there and just the way the inventory has to be kind of siloed. And um, But like, you know, it's doing okay. But like, you know, for what is involved with a Walmart account to sell there versus not, it's been a lot more difficult. Um, and Shopify too has definitely been one that's been a little difficult. Um, you know, I sell kitchen products. A lot of them are not um, priced necessarily crazy high. So it doesn't really give much, you know, room to kind of market or use ads to, to you know, to get them to your Shopify store to buy as it does on Amazon. So um, that's, but they've both been pretty challenging, I would say. Okay. So what, when you're, so as a brand, you're, you're, you know, you're looking for those opportunities and kind of, um, I had a great conversation with R. Blank. He, he his his business is Shield Your Body, and uh, he he has for been selling on Amazon for since 2020, and it's like a lot of e uh, like digital admittance from like your smart devices and mm -hmm. protecting you on there. And his kind of goal for his team this year was like to to refocus and kind of like you know slim down, not just get like shiny object syndrome, which I think is a lot uh, a lot of fair. Um, for a lot of, you know, big brands who are being successful in their categories for you, is there, well, what are the things that you have to do as a, as a brand hit in a very competitive category? His is a little bit more niche years, I would say is a, a very competitive way. What are those things that you have to constantly try to like put a lot of more of your effort into? Is it, is it listings or is it utilizing technology? What are those, what are those factors you have to do to stay on top of like the mountain, if you will? Yeah, I think it's literally everything, right, from all angles, right? You know, sometimes it's like, how can we reduce costs? What can we do to improve the product? What can we do to improve the listing? Like, you know, constantly working to innovate, working to to just get everything as best as it can be, really. Um, you know, any slight edge, you know, always can, you know, compound, especially if you're doing a reasonable amount of sales, right? So, you know, if you can save, you know, 20 cents off a product or, you know, 20% off of bad reviews or whatever you can do like that all just compounds over time. So how do yeah, you how constantly do you, working on that? Yeah. So how do you as a business owner kind of take into Amazon's, you know, new announcements and things like that under the fold? Like I'm assuming you're so, so busy. It's so hard to stay up to date on all those different facets. Who do you rely on? Is it yourself? Is it a team? Is it uh, who, who do you have to incorporate into this process to make sure that you're staying in the know with, you know, different policies or different programs Amazon's rolling out or yeah, any that, of that, anything of that sort. That mostly just falls on me. Yeah, I, I, I do that. <laughs> One man show, huh? So, no, yeah, I mean, I have got a team uh, behind me, but if there's something like that, I'm usually the one that stays on top of it and then, you know, make sure they see it. Um, how are you doing that? Is there, is there like a, a person or a group of people or what yeah i mean i'm in some facebook groups um okay. you know and and, and some groups uh, with friends and i've got a lot of friends in the community so you know i talk all the time to different people so um you know it's pretty easy to stay on top because i'm always you know kind of in the weeds of just you know running the business so um yeah it's not something that kind of goes by me interesting so so you brought up a really cool you know, have a community involvement, mm -hmm. but that, that kind of takes me and I think naturally to what you and your, your, your cohort, I should say, uh, your team, if you will, uh, at AMZ Innovate, you guys created something that's been going on for, I want to say, is this the fifth or sixth year? This is the oh, fifth year. Yeah. Fifth year. Okay. It, yeah. See, it sticks in my head. Like all these numbers in my head, they're just constantly swirling until I can pull from it. Um, but fifth year, an event is a very hard thing to do, and everyone, I, everywhere I look, there's always a new quote event or a new uh, yeah. mastermind or something like that. 
for you as a seller who's been doing this for a decade now, why, why create an event? Like that seems, again, so stressful, so like overwhelming. What was the pur purpose and point of AMZ Innovate? That's a great question. Uh, it is very stressful. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, a lot of these events kind of come and go, it seems like, because I think people look at it and like, oh, this is so easy. And then they run it and they're just like, oh, this was a lot of work and, you know, we lost money or we just couldn't operate it right because it, it is not an easy thing to put on. Um, but what happened was is that um, we kind of walked into it blindly. So um, uh, Innovate was founded, uh, you know, with me and uh, Jared Orkin. Uh, and Jared had started a uh, Facebook group, uh, not Facebook group, I'm sorry, a meetup group uh, in New York City um, in, what, 2016 or so, 2015, something around there, which, mm -hmm. you know, if you look at the timeline, was right around when I was starting up and I was living in New York City at the time. So um, I just went to the, every meetup group that he had. And the first one, there was like four people sitting around a table and talking, and I was one of them. And then the next one was eight, and then it was 15, then 30, then 50, then 70, then 100. Uh, and I started running it with Jared because uh, I lived in the city. So I went to every single one, nothing else better to do anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, just trying to learn. And um, at some point along the way, he you know, called me up and was like, hey, do you want to put on an event, like just put on a conference and see what happens? And I was like, do you have any experience in that? And he's like, no. He's like, do you? He's like, no. He's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, um, so we just kind of, yeah, we kind of just jumped into it just to see what would happen. And, you know, we had like a hundred people in a basement in uh, uh, the West Village and it was reasonably successful. And, you know, cuts an hour, or, you know, it, it's just crazy how much it's gone. It's going to be, you know, maybe a thousand people this year. We'll see. But um yeah it's going to be this amazing event in in new york city so it's incredible yeah um, now i was gonna say it's a two-day event now like you guys expand from one day now it's two days two days you, yeah you're gonna be a week long by the time uh we're all oh. said and done here it's gonna be just i, like I don't know a... if i could survive a week long. <laughs> <laughs> well your bit yeah your business needs uh in focused on you can't do this all the uh one yeah. week of the year but yeah uh, you... two-day event uh it's happening november 13th and 14th um why, why the name AMZ Innovate? Like, what, what's the genesis behind the name? That's a good question. I don't really know. We were kind of just, like, trying to think of names, and it just kind of came up. Um, but I think, you know, from what we wanted to, to do is that we wanted to create an event that was, like, the event that we would want to see as sellers. Um, we have a third partner now, but all three of us who run the event are all primarily sellers. That's what we do. Um, you know, a lot of people who run events are, you know, event companies or service providers, or, or they're not really mm -hmm. sellers, right? And um you know for us it was like who do we want to see speak who would be cool who do we want to have what kind of presentations would we want to see what are the 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 things that are affecting the community right now like what am i working on what are you working on right and and, and kind of creating an event around that and i think the innovate kind of came around because it's like trying to just you know be innovative in our business and not just kind of relying on the same old stuff that that kind of a lot of the other events seem to put out so the, is there a theme every year? If if I'm listening to this and I'm a seller and I'm based in New York City, yeah. never been to it, like what, what's kind of the, what do I expect going into this? Is there, you said like, we're learning about this. Is there a themes to yeah. the whole, the whole event or? I mean, um, I mean, I would say there's not necessarily a theme, but I would say that we rely primarily um, on our main stage, at least, you know, our breakout sessions maybe are a little different, but on our main stage, we have almost exclusively sellers up there. Um, most of them are people who haven't, don't really speak at events, um, but people who are running, you know, big businesses, you know, many of them, you know, multi hundred million dollar businesses, um, 
you know, uh, you know, we've had a couple people um, there that, you know, were, you know, even higher than that. Um, you know, we had someone even just attending last year who is a, you know, has over a billion dollars lifetime sales on Amazon easy, like does, you know, he and his business does more than, than, than like even like Thrasio or someone just, you know, there um, trying to get him to speak next year. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you know, we, 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 you know, we get really like the best of the best people we can on stage and it's a very high level, you know, conversation um, and audience. And, you know, we have a lot of big businesses come through, even just being in New York, um, you know, you know, you know, fortune 500 businesses showed up to the event and, um, just, you know, a, just a really high caliber of attendees because they know that the event is going to be just really high level content and knowledge. And it's like a fire hose of content versus, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, something Dash else. But yeah. There, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I, um, I've been to my, I've been to my fair share of events, um, in the space and it's all, it's all really exciting too. Like you want to sit down and just like absorb it in. It's really stressful for speakers to do this, but you're finding people who are sellers that, like I said, uh, kind of at the top of the uh, show, you're a super busy guy. Your head's down. You would rather not speak into the ether that is like YouTube or, mm -hmm. you know, shout and be like really loud. How are you finding these sellers? Is it just like they come to you? Like, how are, how are you approaching them? Like, it's a very Almost, secretive space for some of these uh, yeah. top, top sellers. Almost all of it is just uh, talking to people that either we know or know of or, or trying to get an intro. You know, I, all three of us are very well connected in the space. Um, so we know a lot of these sellers, um, and it's just like, you know, talking to them and being like, oh, hey, that's cool. You know, hearing something, them share something, for example, and being like, hey, that's cool. You want to speak about it on stage and innovate? Like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. We'll get you out there. All right, fine. Like that kind of thing. Right. Um, so it, it's not necessarily just like, um, you know, you know, just like, you know, waiting to be approached. Right. Well, I mean, that's really cool. Is it, is there a lot of like, when you when you spoke about the first time and I know that you're a speaker on the stage too, is that is that a whole different skill set or something that you feel is natural that you're talking from a perspective or because it's personal or are you look going more for a like a topic that you wanna people are asking to cover and then you're like, Yeah, let me let me talk about my own experience. Is that easy for you or is that something that is difficult to kind of present in front of other people when it's just you and a computer and you're like, Hey, I'm gonna figure this out and it's a whole different skill set, right? It's like just me and you talking right now. We're between mm -hmm. screens, and then the the audience out uh, is is yelling at their phone or their their <laughs> computer right now behind the scenes, but we don't hear it. Um, it's a whole different world. What, what was that like for you for the first time? Uh, yeah, it was a difficult initially for sure. Um, you know, in the first innovate, we learned a lot, like a lot, a lot about putting on an event and what is involved in that. So yeah, I wouldn't say it was necessarily easy, but you know, as we've as we've run it now for five years, I think you know, we know what we're doing and, and we yeah, can kind of work through that. But yeah, I would say initially it was not necessarily the easiest thing for us. Is there a, is there a speaker on stage that has changed your business completely once you heard something you were not expecting and it's completely lit you on fire or, or yeah. another way it scared you the other way and you're like, don't do that, like avoid at all costs? Uh, yeah, totally. I, I would say for sure there's definitely been some tidbits that have been presented that have really, you know, you know, it, it's funny there. I think there was a point last year where I was on stage and um, Jared was presenting something and I saw like a tip that someone from the audience actually gave and I like, was like, oh, wow, I, I, I need to do that now. And I like, took out my phone and took a picture of it um, because like right there on stage. But yeah, the, yeah, it absolutely happens all the time. Um, you know, I wish I could see more of the content at our own event because I'm usually too busy behind the scenes running things. Running but on. yeah. A lot, a lot of times it's really been been pretty pretty great for sure absolutely my favorite was um <clears throat> i think it was last year at 
at an event. I won't say which one, but uh, I know you've had this speaker on, so I'll say his name. Uh, Brandon Young had done a had done a had done a like a an episode, and he actually used an example in his presentation of the brand that brand owner happened to be, and he didn't know this in the audience. Um, that person, he goes, if I were this person, I would make this a little tidbit in this little switch. This person was writing notes, like you said, took the picture, mm-hmm. record this. Did it in initially, and I think he said in the next day he had he had seen a ten thousand dollar lift or something crazy over like less than twenty four hours. Wow! Just by going to that event and like seeing from a third perspective of happen to have his brand and someone else who's you know an eight figure seller his hands, and then he just said I would just tweak it here, and then shut, sales shot up, SEO shot up. Um, he started appearing in rank you know one, two, three within there, and he saw like this this huge lift in that that aspect. Is that is that empowering? Is that kind of what makes you guys motivated to to get somebody in the audience to have that one little light bulb moment and like elevate them? Like what I guess what drives you guys to keep doing this every year and not? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I love it. So, so we still run that meetup that I mentioned in the beginning. Awesome. Um, and, you know, I have people come up to me being like, you know, we've never spoke, but like I'm, you know, doing X, Y and Z now. And that's like, I'm, you know, I'm doing this crazy job in the space you know and it was like i you know came to these meetups knowing nothing about selling uh and now i do this or now i've got you know a multi-million dollar business um just you know you know and a lot of that was just coming to the meetups and coming to the events and things like that um so yeah i think it's I, you know it's really great um and from a local perspective too um you know there aren't really many events in new york um you know ed, ed rosenberg has his in brooklyn which is great mm-hmm. um but there's really not that many events in new york and you know, you know pound for pound there's probably more sellers within like a you know two three hour drive of new york city than anywhere in the world outside of china um right and including big businesses and all that and like so it's like to me it's like you know building the community here and and putting on an event that you know makes it you know worthwhile to be in new york and to really showcase new york it, it really i like that too a lot why don't why do you think there's more in new york i'm, I'm curious uh, well, I'm saying more like the New York metro area, but I think, you know, there's a ton of, there's just a ton of business happening in, in this area, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, it just everywhere, right? Um, you know, not, not to say there's not otherwhere, other places, right. but, you know, but, you know, New York, Philadelphia, you know, uh, through like Maryland, you know, Massachusetts, all the way through there, like there's just tons of sellers in this region. Um, so is that, is that something that you think, um, I, I guess th- this is somebody that I know I'm speaking to a person who's putting out events. And there was this wave of 2021 or 2022 people are like, oh, I'm tired of events. Like, I'm tired of going stuff. Uh-huh. What what gets people out of bed? Prefer, you know, like the, the whole metaphor of what, pe- what gets people out of bed, gets on the plane or a train or an automobile and gets gets them to an event like that. Have you guys, have you guys like think about that? Or what, what's the consistency that you're trying to, to showcase in the value and what like tips that scale into, hey, I need to be at this quote event? Yeah, I think that, for us, it's getting, you know, just a unique lineup that's different than what other events have that are, you know, primarily sellers where people think that you're going to learn a lot more than um, be kind of pitched necessarily. Um, so I, I think that's kind of our angle. You know, we've never, last year was the first time we actually even advertised the event at all. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, we had never, everything was just word of mouth, maybe a couple of Facebook posts that we'd individually put up there. Um, and that was basically it. So um you, you know, like a lot of it's really been word of mouth on our part of, of it spreading and people being like, hey, this was a great event. I've got to go to this event or, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, which is really amazing. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of it is just, you know, putting on the event that, like I said before, the event that we want to see um, as sellers. And I think Absolutely. that if, if it moves the needle for us and we get excited by something, then it's, there's other sellers out there who will do the same for. Gotcha. So kind of like wrapping up for, for us today, Brandon, I know you're a busy person, but for where we are today in 2023 and what you've seen with, you know, innovations and uh, all these little changes recently, I've talked about this. I think that announcements with Amazon, new programs, they're kind of like, uh, I feel like Amazon sharing more data, like how many units per day are being sold or per month are being sold more. They're, they're kind of giving more of an insight to products more than ever and brands more than ever. Uh, global reviews, you know, you're talking about AI summarized uh, reviews now. So it's even easier for people to kind of look at what your product has done over its lifetime. What's the what's the thing that's excited you the most that Amazon's kind of introduced to its ecosystem and marketplace for you as a brand owner? I mean, I think the brand analytics reports have just been a complete game changer. There's just so much great data in there um, to mine, to look at, to, you know, study. Um, it can really show you, you know, what keywords your product is moving the needle on versus not. Um, and really, I think that's that's really been the biggest change for sure. Okay. And then what finally, what would be, what's kind of like your ultimate goal for your, your business as it is today of, is there, is there a certain mental threshold that you're going to be like, Hey, this is where I wanted to be. And like, well, this is what's driving me towards it. Um, how, how do you keep yourself motivated towards that, towards that goal? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about um, the good questions here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, uh, it's hard to say, you know, it's been, a very tumultuous couple of years, I would say, in the kitchen space, um, right? So things for us were going pretty good. Um, COVID hit, things went insane, like just beyond insane. And in a then, good way, right? In a good way, yeah. And then things retreated quite a bit um, since then. And then, you know, you know, now we're back to, you know, where we were during COVID, which is great. So a lot of it is just you know, continuing to grow. But, I, you know, I felt like the last year was about really just like building up systems again and, and models and, and, you know, working on, on cost of goods and things because, uh, you know, sea freight was really expensive for a while there and, and all that stuff. And, you know, now that, you know, things are kind of getting back to normal, a little more predictable, um, kind of ready to rock and roll again. Um, so I'm really just kind of excited for what the next year is going to be. Um, so yeah, it should, should be good, but yeah, it's been a very kind of tumultuous time in the kitchen space for sure. I'm sure it's a, that's a crazy space to be in and it's hectic yeah. in my kitchen all the time. So I can imagine <laughs> uh, for, for someone who's uh, in that space, uh, they're, they're just constantly trying to innovate. And it seems like the most simple products that are kind of the craziest that are, you know, they take off and then they don't, and then they're, they're back to earth. And uh, I yeah. love it. I love the space. And uh, I think it's one of the, the most fun spaces to be in, uh, to be innovative and to be creative and stand out in there for sure. Um, but hey, congratulations on all success for not just your brand for uh, we just said it out loud. So it exists uh, 10 years in the space and uh, <laughs> for also AMZ Innovate. And again, if uh, for that event, I know it's a few months out. We had just we had just looked at the website today at amzinnovate.co. Um, we just just got under 150 days. We're at 149 and 23 hours. So uh, that's, that's coming up in November 13th and 14th, correct? Yep. And if they want to. <laughs> yeah. They want to attend. They just go to the website. What's the what's the best way to do that? Uh, yeah, amzinnovate.co, and uh, I'll get a coupon code out there um, okay. for you guys. Um, I think you guys are going to provide it right later. Yep. Um, so there'll be a coupon code as well. Um, and um, yeah, it's pretty reasonably priced for being in New York City 
um, and for what it is. So I think it, it should be affordable to everyone to come to this. So it, it's going to be a great event. Yeah. Got, there's a cruise going on. Like, I'm yeah. About that. I mean, November, it might be a little chilly, but hey, like we'll, we'll just head around, uh, drink a little bit more or uh, talk a little bit more or just run around a little bit more to, to stay warm on the on the cruise. But I'm excited about it. Um, hopefully we'll be seeing you there and um, I seen you there in person and yep. uh, we're excited to, uh, to, to kind of bring this to light. So congrats on the success for an event. Super stressful. I'm assuming, and uh, like we talked about, and congrats on the success in the for your brand in that space. And uh, are you guys going to be teasing like who's speaking on that soon, or is that like? Yeah, yeah, we we've sent out a couple a list of some people who are speaking, and we're adding oh, cool. as we go along. Um, you know, we're we're moving a little bit slower than maybe some other events. I feel like with us, we kind of over book speakers sometimes because we get really excited <laughs> by everyone that we can get. Um, get a lot of people say yes and you don't expect all the yeses yeah 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 so we kind of come the last like two years you kind of came out with like our our list and then everyone said yes which was great and then you know as we moved along and got closer to the event just people kept falling into our lap that would be like oh man like we got to get this together yeah if we can pull that off that would be amazing and then it's like all right we got to move this over here and move that over and it just it makes it a little too compact so we have two days now to, to play with time um but yeah we've been kind of like let's just see what what, what like happens as we get closer and then you know we'll, we'll plan a little bit more as we go along i love that well if you ever need an mc or anything like that you know where to go so i'm more than <laughs> happy to pitch myself uh for those kinds of things as well so uh, Brandon, thank you so much for hopping on the Global Spin podcast. If people want to reach out to you or they connect, is there a best way to do that for you? Or yeah, you can questions? find me on Facebook or LinkedIn or, or really anywhere. I'm pretty active uh, on all the social media stuff. I don't really post; I just look at it. So, uh, but if you're, you're a there, lurker. Just find it. I'm a lurker. I'm absolutely a lurker. Um, reply guy, maybe occasionally, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a lurker. That's awesome. So, hey, congrats again. Thanks so much for spending some time here in Mark yeah. Corner of the Internet. Consider you a friend of the show now. And anytime you want to hop back on, we're happy to you know pick your brain and, and kind of see what the space is for, for you and what you're seeing. And would love to share that with our audience as well. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, everyone, for hopping on uh, the Global Spin Podcast again. Uh, my name is Ryan Kramer. I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, this is Episode 8, uh, Selling on Amazon Tips, Tricks, and Running a Real Business. Um, this podcast is fueled by Frisbee. If you don't know what Frisbee is, it's this company here on my hat. We're a global expansion company. So if you're looking to be able to expand your brand to different markets through Amazon or beyond, go ahead and check out frisbee.com. It's free to sign up and you can start moving your products around the world. Um, look and see where you can grow into your uh, those markets, those, those niches, if you will, and growing your brand into a global brand. So go ahead and check us out at frisbee.com. You can reach out to me on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, just search for Frisbee, or you can search for Ryan Kramer as well. This is the Global Spin Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time on another episode. We have more episodes coming out next week, so make sure you uh, subscribe to our channels and uh, follow us on social media. But we'll catch you guys next time on another episode. Take care. <laughs>